Welcome to Tending Your Soul. I'm Marielle Davenport. This podcast is an invitation to cultivate greater intimacy with God through the seed of His Word. If you're worn out from the dry seasons of life and yearn for the refreshment of greater intimacy with God, but feel overwhelmed at where to start, you're in the right place. Join me in the garden as we let God tend to our soul like a gardener with his word, little by little. Hi friend, welcome to episode four of the Tending Your Soul podcast. Are you feeling worn out today and just tangled up in the distractions and the noise of the world? Our souls can feel the weight and wear of all that's going on, whether in our lives, in our minds, or in the world around us. Join me here in the garden. Let's let God tend our soul by his word through my tend method. My tend method is a slowed down, reflective, four-step method of engaging and unfolding God's word in order to tend it into our soul so as to cultivate intimacy with God. So, as we're leaning into God in the book of Ruth and navigating the seasons of transition with her in these verses, today we come to our next verses. Ruth 1, verse 8 and through 10. Now, if you've missed any of the previous ones, you can go back and check out those episodes. But at least read through the book of Ruth so that you might get a good context for what's going on. Now, my tend method begins with the T, and that's for take time to pray. So let's pause. Let's ask the gardener of our soul to unfold his word to us. Join me. Father, I ask you for the gift of your word and the light that it gives to be evident to us. Thank you that when we lean in to unfold it, as Psalm 119, 130 tells us, then you promise to illuminate that word to us. Would you open our understanding, help us to know you better through this word today? It's in Jesus' name we ask. Amen. After the T in the TEND method, then we come to the E, which stands for examine the scripture. So if you have a moment to open a Bible, I encourage you to do so. But if you're walking the dog or driving or listening to this while at work or doing chores, then just lean in and listen as we get into the word. So Ruth, uh, chapter one, verse eight through verse 10 says, but Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, Go, return each of you to your mother's house. May the Lord deal kindly with you, as you have dealt kindly with the dead and with me. The Lord grant that you may find rest, each of you, in the house of her husband. Then she kissed them, and they lifted up their voices and wept. And they said to her, No, we will return with you to your people. So in these three verses, we see Naomi bless her daughters-in-law by the kindness of the Lord. Now, the blessing is really something of value to these Israelite people. Naomi was an Israelite. These daughters-in-law are not, as you 
seen in the previous verses, they are women of Moab. But the blessing offered is really something weighty and tangible. The word that's translated here kindly in the ESV translation is such a beautiful word in the Hebrew language. It's transliterated hesed, H-E-S-E-D. And it refers to the covenant love of God, the loyal, steadfast, gracious, kind love of God towards his people. And here, Naomi, a woman of God's people, Israel, is blessing these Moabite women by the hesed of God. How indicative of her own love for them and of her own intimacy with God to know his desire to extend his covenant love to all the world. Even in 1100 BC, when this was occurring, God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever should believe in him would have eternal life. His son, Jesus, was coming to die for the sins of even the Moabite women. The poetic beauty in this particular Moabite woman, Ruth, would be that she is part of the direct line that would lead to the physical birth of the Son of God. So in examining these verses, we see the blessing from Naomi, and then we see the response of the daughters as they sort of argue with her and press on to stay with her and go with her to her people. Now, as we move from E of examining the scripture, then we come to N in the the acronym TEND, which stands for Notice the Lesson. So this is to ask, what does this teach about God? And what lesson is it teaching? Through the hesed that Naomi blesses the daughters with, we certainly see the kindness of God, the steadfast love, as some translations say. God is a covenant keeper, and he loves and he graces and he extends kindness to his people. Are you needing the reminder today, like I often do, that God is kind? Not just good and loving and powerful and holy, but kind. Kindness seems to be more of a gentle word of considering the other person. God considers you. He's kind towards you and he's kind towards me. Are we willing to notice that in our daily lives? I see the kindness of God towards me when I walk out onto the porch in the morning and I see the confetti of rose petals that the wind has strewn across the front porch. Or when I get a confirming text from my son regarding something that I've been praying towards him. Personal little touches that tell me that God sees me and he is kindly extending himself towards me. Then as we reflect on these verses, we can consider what lesson might be laced within these words. Is there a sin here? Is there a promise that we can claim? Is there an action or command to follow or an example for us to notice? What I see 
is that the very hesed, this very steadfast love of God that Naomi was blessing others with, she was failing to believe for herself. In the following verses, Naomi declares herself basically useless to these girls and claims that the same covenant-keeping God has his hand against her. Isn't that so often the case, though? We often believe for others what we fail to believe for ourselves. We find it easier to believe God loves others, God hears others, God is near to them. But as for me, it's easier for me to believe that I'm unloved, unseen, or unheard. We pray for others often with greater faith than we pray for ourselves or for our own family. We feel invisible to God, yet we notice the answered prayers and the blessing that seems to be on others' lives. Naomi isn't alone in her assessment, is she, friend? For me, it helps to name the specific thing that I believe God is doing in others' lives and that I'm failing to believe that he's doing in mine. I had to really pause and consider this before the Lord, but I think for me, it's to be heard by God. I can more easily believe he hears you than that he's hearing me, even when I see answered prayer in my own life. Because it's more about feeling seen than heard. And he brought this to my mind when I reflected on this, and it's been such an encouragement to remind my heart that he hears me. And it's as if all around me, he's letting me see confirmation of that. And so now I've been trying to open my time with him with the words that Jesus himself prayed in John eleven forty one as he raised Lazarus from the dead. He said, thank you that you always hear me. So what about you? What are you believing for others that you're failing to believe for yourself? Do you see God's kindness on others' lives greater than you see it on your own? How then can we take hold of his grace and kindness and take it personally? You know, naming can be really powerful. Can you pause to name what it is for you that you believe for others but are failing to believe for yourself? Really name it. Then hold that out before the Lord. Trust that he hears you, friend. He is attentive to his people. Let's lean in and receive for ourselves the kindness of God. Lord, thank you that you do hear me. Thank you for your kindness towards me. Continue to open our eyes today to your personal kindnesses around us. Amen. If you enjoyed this podcast, would you be willing to like it and follow? Share it with a friend who might need to be encouraged to tend her own soul by the word today. For more on the 10 method, I invite you to visit marieldavenport.com and download your free guide to cultivating intimacy with God. It's called Tools for Tending Your Soul, and it's right there on my homepage. And until next time, friend, keep tending your soul.
by the word.